pop culture questions only one podcast knows. Nerds that know. Rated R. This is the Nerds That Know Smurf here, along with my cohorts, companions, and other wily people, the mistress of the sexy herself, Mistress Bobby, and the know-it-all of everything that involves little funny pictures drawn on pages that you flip fastly, the man, the myth, the legend, Tank. (laughs) Thank you for that introduction. You know what? I like being the mistress of of all things sexy. Well, you know, Stash, Stash for all his, his accoutrement is not the best when it comes to introductions. He's no, a bit he's late. really not. But somebody, namely you, gave that over to him because it makes him happy. It does make him happy. He needs to work on his showmanship. He is not the greatest show on earth, without a doubt. We, no, we miss- no, he's like Zac yeah. Efron in High School Musical. Very true. In the uh, first Zach one, on where location. he got dubbed. <laughs> Stash is on location right now. He is covering the conversion of a monastery to a porn palace. And of course, our playful little fox is out mixing about after who knows said what porn palace. Huh? <laughs> I'm sure fox is at said porn palace. It possibly oh, someone someone's got to hold the camera and make fun of people as they run with their Abbott hair. And Abbott! who's better at dick jokes than our beloved Fox? It's true. <laughs> how she got the job. <laughs> this is true. That's how she got so, the job on our show, too. So this week we will catch you up. We took a little time off. We had to rehab um, and uh, well, just rehab. So we've got all the latest in what's caught our eye, especially in the world of geek, starting with, holy shit balls! the Witcher trailer lands, and there was much rejoicing. It's fabulous, and I'm very excited about this. We finally have an actual release date, which yeah, we have been missing for however long. <clears throat> what is but this, not over only a year we have in the making? Date? Yes, the characters, like, all, like, oh, my God, like, action, sex, violence, and just overall Game of Thrones suck a fart out of my ass because we're doing it so much better. I'm just, ah, oh. I, I, you know what? The man crush for Henry Cavill is growing. Not other parts, but the man crush is. And I really, I, I love the trailer, and I can't, I just, I just want more. It was just a dirty tease is all today was. And yeah. But you know what? If you want to talk dirty, Henry Cavill dirties down so well. He so does. Well. Like, I've never been the biggest Cavill fan. Like, he's always been kind of okay until I saw him in Witcher. And now I'm just like, hi. <laughs> I'm Bobby. See, I'm... I'm <laughs> I, it wasn't until... Um, what was it? Uh, uh, the man from Uncle that I really became a Cavill fan, and then you're, you're right, he sealed the deal with Witcher. I was rather indifferent with Superman, but I mean, fucking hell, 
is Witcher. I mean, it really feels like the games come to life. I don't know. And the exciting thing about this is I don't know how this plays with the books and all of the rest of the story. And I had a conversation just the other day with another uh, interview that um, there we're wondering when the witches three show up, which is I'm thinking season three. Yeah, but... probably not for another season. Based well, as far as the books go, season one was the book The Last Wish. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, which is like the fourth book in the actual series, but the series itself is written so you can read it. However, mm-hmm. because it was written by a crazy drunk Polish man. Hey, sounds good. You know, I mean, and are you making him drunk <clears throat> because he's Polish? Or are you being drunk? <laughs> hey, some of the greatest works of literature we've ever seen have been written by drunk or high people. So, beer and loathing in Las Vegas, baby. Where the Buffalo Room? Hey, I'm actually um, I'm I'm in New Orleans right now and went to this little speakeasy. Heard a guy giving a description of absinthe to a bunch of tourists, and he was like, "Yep, absinthe. It is the creative juice, you know, of our ancestors. With all of the wormwood in there, you would be surprised how many fabulous works that you know were written while on this stuff." Well, and not to mention the the cocaine binge that was the 80s for Stephen King where so. most of his best work came from it's very true so I'm it's a guess as far as what characters we'll see I think we'll be more linear this time instead of like bouncing all over the timeline which you know, I don't know if it will be more linear this time I mean yeah at the end you know of season one Geralt and Suri we're finally connected. Right. Which is great. But there's still a lot that needs to be explained about, you know, Yennefer and everything that's going on. But we won't know anything until December of this year. Which least- honestly is good for them. It's perfect yeah. for them. It's right as winter break starts. It's right as all that stuff happens. Stream. But that's going to be a fight. You've got. Yeah. Mandalorian, Books of Boba, um, Stranger Things is somewhere in there. Uh, now Witcher. I mean, December is going to be a loaded freaking month. Stranger yes. Things yes, has it been is. pushed to 2022. Well, speaking of Stranger Things, we do have an actual release date for that. The W. And... It's been moved to next year completely. The devil you say. We're going to go. Sept- uh, let's see. It's renewed in September. Blah, blah, blah. Where did I, that date go? Oh, come on. I just had you pulled up. Where the hell are you, Stranger Things? I don't know if that's good. I mean, I guess that's good. To be honest, I've got enough to watch already in the later half of the year. I don't. I don't need to add Stranger Things into that... That's and they it. may have done that intentionally to make it so it didn't fight with Witcher. Because, I mean, we still have... So, correct me if I'm wrong, we still have Umbrella Academy and the boys still to land this year. Yeah. Correct. 
So that's a lot. That's a lot to disseminate. That is a lot, a lot. So you know what? I'm I'm kind of okay with Stranger Things stretching it out. Because they're yeah. still they're still doing filming right now. Are they? I thought they were done. No, they started. No, they're doing... they are almost done, but they're still filming as of this month. Yeah, they're supposed to be done by the end of July. Yeah, or which is why we'll see it in early 2022. Yeah. Wow, and that's right. a, that's exactly what they're giving us. I don't I don't think there was a specific date. I think it was early 2022. Okay. And yeah, that's the date that I just found when I went back looking through, mm-hmm. you know, my research and source materials and whatnot. So yeah, realistically, just says we're early twenty twenty two. We're probably looking at February, more than likely. All right, that's fine. I can handle that. I mean, with everything else that's winter. coming out, we're not going to be hurting for stuff to watch for the rest of the year. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to watch all of it. I'm I'm, I'm with you on that one. How do I fit? Uh, have it on in the schedule? background while you're doing other things. That's not watching it. That's background noise. All right, this I don't is true. Attention. I miss details. I miss Easter eggs. I'm not going to lie. Like half of what I watch these days is <laughs> as I can background noise, or at ten o'clock at night. You know. I guess. I mean, the one thing I guess you could have on is background noise is Bad Batch. However, you've, if you've had that on as background noise, you may have missed a couple of key elements Whoa. that erupted in the last two episodes. And especially with this last one with the Devils. And a lot has been happening in Bad Batch. Like All of a sudden. They've definitely uh, you know, regained that, that viewership. Well, and Bad Batch is, they have kind of proven what exactly Bad Batch is. It's a vehicle to expand the universe. It's, we're looking at everything else that interacts with this group of clones to give you insight on what all of the characters you like are doing at the time. And you know what? It's perfect. Mm-hmm. Because it really sets the stage. I mean, it totally set the stage for Rebels this week. Well, we're, yeah, are we giving away the their? I, I don't want to say surprise, but their introduction. I, I I don't know if it's so much as an introduction as just like a a follow up because we know the general from the Clone Wars. Well, yeah, we know but the, they give us an introduction to a character we know later in her life. Well, true, and we may know Omega later in her life. We just don't know it yet. True. We still don't know who yet uh, who Omega turns into. No, we still don't know that one. But I mean, but there are the theories, with, huh? Yes. But there are theories. There are theories. Lots there of them. Theories. Lots and lots of them. But I mean, we know who her brother is, which again is another big giveaway. So I'm not surprised. And now it's a question of okay, now we've established the timeline. Who do we see next? <laughs> who can we potentially see as a character to continue a story or start a story? Maybe Ezra? No, Ezra's too young. Ezra doesn't even exist yet. Maybe that'll be at the end of the season, though? Like, oh. Can't be. Baby was born with 
sort of, you know, one of those things where it's like, oh, no, there's a baby and it seems to have some sort of connection to force or something like that. Why are you playing? Quiet, you. I don't think Ezra's parents have even gotten together yet because we still have the, you know, the two well, other maybe, people out of Rebels that have are still kids. Maybe that's what we'll get. We'll get that acknowledgement of their parents or something like that. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to reach. I don't I have no idea what's going to happen. Are we going to? I hope we get Tom Baker back as the big Force creature. I really want <laughs> that to come back. <laughs> maybe we'll get what's his face from Fallen Order. They'll have something about that. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's a lot that could go on. <laughs> I mean, even we might get even more on Darth Maul and uh, Crimson Sun. I'm I mean, hoping I'd for love that. To get some yeah. Crimson Sun stuff in there. Oh, cool. Because that's kind of we we are left with a very weird kind of end for Darth Maul, and we don't get much more until he shows back up to get faced off with Obi Wan in Rebels. Yeah, which is a while off still. Maybe we get an Obi. Maybe we get an Obi One thing at some point. No, they they've got that series coming too close. There's no reason that they're going to spoil anything for Obi One. No, no, I'm That's... just saying like maybe. But like, it could be a the... good lead up to Obi One. Okay. Fair enough. We haven't had a whole lot with Vader or with the Emperor. I'm waiting for something on Coruscant. They, there's still what uh, eight episodes left this in the season. Something like that. I will be back in just a moment. But I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing some more some more Star Wars Easter eggs. It's been fun to see as they expand and and kind of ebb and flow with everything. So hopefully, it continues this upward momentum. They don't lose it with the last few episodes. That would make me sad. Well, it feels like they had a good momentum in the beginning. Then everything kind of went stagnant for okay. like three or four episodes. And now they're ramping back up again. Right. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think that it, you know, the way that it's looking right now is good. You know, it's one of those things like they may have lost some viewers. Uh, you know, like Stash even said that after a while, you know, he started to get bored with it and so turned it off. So it's really going to be the hardcore Star Wars fans that have stuck with it throughout the entire show so far. Well, to or be fair, people yeah. who are just going out and clicking on whatever Disney Plus has to offer. It's true. And to be fair, Stash has the attention span of a soap sponge. So, I mean, it's, you know, not that's insulting to soap sponges, but sure. <laughs> not to insult some soap sponges but <laughs> it, it is you know the brutal fact of our man whore so you know what he is our resident man whore and we love him and we so we'll see we'll give you the final rundown on how the bad batch unfolds any other theories that we may develop um but in the meantime there's 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 something else that just just bugging the shit out of me it, it it it's it's horrible and, and and it and it chaps my ass and that's black widow i can't take it <laughs> i can't i i mean 
I had someone message me today. Did the writer of Suicide Squad do Black Widow? I didn't even. Wow. Know, I, didn't know were, I didn't know if they were serious, if they were joking. I was. I was beside myself with the the moral dilemma of do I defend this or do I just let it go? I let it go. And here's why. This movie is five years too late. Nobody gives a shit. And yes, of course, the vest with all the pockets is a shot at the 90s, you morons. Where else do you think that is shot at? Oh, my God. It is it is placating to the fans. This is stupid. There's no buy-in. And I'm just, I'm annoyed. Marvel and, and Feige, you, your astastic numbers are still going to save you on this, but it, it, they shouldn't. This is a horrible flick. Okay, in the pantheon of Marvel movies, where is it now, Ben, based on your opinion? As far as, like, bad to worse, or... Where does it fit? Oh, it fits right before Infinity War. No, no, no. And how... As far as piece of shit movie, you're saying it's slightly worse than Infinity War, or it's, like, worse than the Hulk movies nobody talks about? Okay, it is worse than the Ang Lee Hulk, um, but I like the other Hulk with Norton better, to be fair. And I think the Norton Hulk is better than the Black Widow. That's so right. Is, it's better than Ang Lee Hulk? Yes, it is better than Ang Lee Hulk. Well, I mean, that's not a high bar, but... <laughs> you know, it's but, like, here's the bar and Black Widow dug underneath it. Well, no, Ang Lee is the basement of... Yeah. Well, yeah. no, pretty close, but not quite. Because there was that Captain the America Storm movie. Cellar, maybe. You know what? I would go as far as to say is Howard the Duck is more entertaining than the Black Widow. Wow! That's... Wow! Okay. There are some pretty. Okay, don't get me wrong. There's some pretty action scenes. Um, it's all about feminine power. I'm oh. all for it. I I love it. It's great. Equality. No problems. However, I want a cohesive story. I want something that makes sense. Unfortunately, um, the the Red Guardian is a punchline. He is literally a punchline through the entire freaking film. It's just... We don't get world killer Red Guardian? Captain America of Russia? Nope. He's in prison talking shit about how he faced off against Captain America, and one of the guys gets pissed off because he's like, well... Captain America was still in ice at that time. So, uh, yeah, it, it was. It, yeah. I just, that's, I was disappointed. It was, disappointing. it was too easy. And nobody cares. Everybody knows that how the story ends. This, well, again, I know a lot of people are like, not the best, not the worst, and missed the mark by five years. And I think that is probably one of the most accurate descriptions and most common that I've seen in regards to this film. I know how her story ends. What we don't know is how everybody else... How her story begins. This isn't isn't even how her story begins. This is is mid-flight. We get a little peek at her childhood, um, and then the Widowmakers and the rest of her family as they catch up to real time. Not even real time, but pre-snap. And it's basically a vehicle to carry the next batch of characters over to the next wave well and that's kind of what it was gonna be to a certain extent we knew that a little bit we knew 
that there was going to be replacements coming in and that was going to have to happen during this movie to a certain extent. It didn't need to happen during this movie. This was supposed to be her origin story. Yes, but some of the characters that move on in the future that I'm assuming show up in this movie, because I haven't seen it yet, one of them is directly connected to her. A well, all three, are, all three are directly connected to her. Yeah. Um, and there's shots fired at other, like the Crimson Dynamo, which is actually kind of funny. But it's really just like, I don't know what Disney's trying to do do with this because it's almost like they're making fun of their own properties like all of what uh we watched everyone go through for the last 10 years doesn't matter and it's the same thing with loki loki as as much as i love the show there are so many things that are starting to grate on my nerves that uh, i'm i'm getting pissed at disney because they're just basically taking shots at the last 10 years of oh well if you like these movies they were stupid anyway so now we're going to make fun of them uh, I'm I'm just, I'm just I'm not up for that. I want I want good stories. I don't want the stuff made fun of. Just continue telling good stories. Well, Loki was gonna kind of be that no matter what because that's kind of who he is. But see, he doesn't need to yeah. be. It's kind of like this running joke now of okay, um, let's just punch Loki in the face and and get a few laughs. I'm tired of seeing Loki get punched in the face. I'm so bored with Loki, to be totally honest. Really? I mean, I enjoyed that last episode. Well, the last episode, it it showed promise, and I liked, of course, one of the Lokis getting his hand bit off. But (laughs) I, I mean, again, it was it was still let's punch Loki in the face and have a good laugh. In the meantime, we've got all these other weird storylines that are trying to converge into one huge final story. There have been fights for no reason. Well, they're also showing a they are doing development with Loki in one big regard and that's yes, they're punching him in the face, but he keeps fighting back. I and that's fine. I know the the underlying meaning to the story and him showing growth as a character and caring and we see it at the end in infinity gauntlet we don't need to see this now because well, it's also showing him a growth in his power too during this they're showing that he limited himself during the last decade he Maybe? limited what he could do and just focused on outside power to boost him up and now he has there's this realization of oh i can do this with me i can do this ridiculous stuff by myself i don't need a tesseract i don't need you know all this stuff that i keep trying to steal and create havoc with sure but it's a long way to go to get there and i don't know if the payoff is going to be worth it i don't know what's waiting at the end of the rainbow bridge on this well we know there's basically one of three things on the other end of this veil and one of them is really cool. One of them would fit the story and comic books, and one of them would be somewhat disappointing. So, so Kang, High Evolutionary, or a Watcher, Gone Rogue, basically. So those are the three outcomes, and they might give us something different. But I really think that it's going to be Option D, and it's going to be another Loki. See, that'd be even further disappointing, and so disappointing that I didn't want to bring it up. And that, that would be, because that's kind of the game DC's playing, 
especially when I'm watching Black Widow, I'm 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 just watching these scenes break down and it's just I'm like what what is what is going on? Why why? Just why? <laughs> Even the end. But I can say we are going to get a Dark Avengers and a Young Avengers. I am right. absolutely I'm absolutely committed on this now. Well, we kind of know that and I'm assuming they explore that in Black Widow. So well, there, there's a weird cliffhanger from that. And then from Loki, we get young Loki. The yeah, kid. That was, was kind of cool, honestly. And he How many like, Lokis are we up to now? If you include all the ones that were in that room, roughly 20. <laughs> yeah, it's getting a little out of hand. And that kid shows up as a young Avenger. He's one of the young Avengers. That'd be cool if they actually did do that. I don't see why they would go to all the trouble to in- introduce him if they weren't going to do the Young Avengers now. Because, I mean, it made sense with WandaVision, with the kids. Okay, I'll play into it. Now we're getting uh, Young Loki. We've got Hawkeye's kid coming in the next Disney Plus series for next year. So there's there's four right there. We're missing Iron Lad and... We're not uh, missing Iron Lad. Hulkling. We're not missing Iron Lad. We're not missing Iron Lad, Tank? No, he was there at the funeral. Oh, that's right. It was the kid from Iron Man 3. Yep. Oh, right, right. Because they talk about him going back to the... Yeah, okay. That means all we're missing now at this point is Hulkling, which could probably come out of She-Hulk. I'm guessing is coming out of She-Hulk because they've kind of hinted at that idea a little bit already. So, and now we've got the Dark Avengers being assembled with U.S. agents and with the outfall from Black Widow. And I'm sure what will come out of Hawkeye. So, yeah, probably. I don't know. I'm enjoying, I'm hoping Kid Loki moves on. Um, but they already kind of gave Kid Loki his big thing to a certain extent. And that was he's the one that kills Thor. Oh, he yeah. did kill Thor. He did. He has. It hasn't happened. Well, he it did. won't happen. Yeah. He did. He did what was him. your What was your sin against time? I killed Thor. Right. But it is a question of where. Well, see, I don't know. With the way the story went, it would have already happened. But in the comic verse, it hasn't yet. So it's very it's very slippery on how they painted that well, picture. And that's they're kind of playing with that with the whole multiverse angle to begin with. Of that all the things that we know in the comic universe have happened, are happening, and will happen simultaneously. Yep. I don't care. I got a classic Loki. It made me want to go read reread <laughs> Asgardian Wars. I would Oh, that was that was hilarious. I I was I was happy that we got this Loki. Mm-hmm. That's right. Glory, horns, fucking tunic, and a glorious cape. That was the Loki we knew. Well, and also connecting him to the story that we know, that he survived. Somehow. Yeah, he survived and then just went off by himself and hid. Floating in space. Uh, Just going to interrupt you guys for a second. We have a couple of viewers who have some comments out here. Uh Uh, Michelle is on with us and says that there are some good shows coming out. Uh, and Donnie is also on with us and has some very strong opinions about Loki. 
Uh, I think that we all agree that it's just Kevin Feige is having his own fun. I I hate to agree, but yeah, I don't know what I honestly don't know what Feige's plan is. I know he's pissed off that Widow is sharing box office and direct release. And I don't know why, because that's kind of the precedent Disney has set. Uh, you're going to see a sharp decline in numbers, Feige, because this film is not rewatchable. Uh, and I hate to say that because I was promoting the shit out of this film. And I feel like a sucker for this and for freaking Loki, because Loki was my that was my dark horse. That was the one I thought it was just going to fucking kill. And now I just wish it would die. Are you just mad because of the too much slow? So it just goes into the, uh, you know, the, what we were talking about with the fact that all of these uh, Marvel TV shows got rearranged from the way that we were originally told they were going to come out. And I feel like if Loki had come out first, would we have the viewership for, you know, the Scarlet Witch you know, or WandaVision um, or for, you know, the, the birdie and the snowman that those well, shows got. That wasn't that one supposed to be first? Falcon and Winter Soldier? No, I think Loki was due first. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Which would have been I mean, that probably would have killed it. And it's sad. Well it's not sad, but I think the three that are the strongest at this point are Vision and Scarlet Witch. WandaVision. I think that right now is probably the strongest I agree. Yeah, it had the most complete story. Well, and it's not so much, and Tank, to answer your question, it's not because of the slowness. It's not because of the dialogue. I understand that there has to be a certain amount of dialogue, but we've, we, we neutered Loki at the door, so we're not getting the god of mischief. Um, we're getting a soul-searching, developing character story that we weren't asking for or wanted. And and we're getting Wilson. Owen Wilson playing himself. Pretty much. Well, Owen Wilson always plays himself. I, I wouldn't mean, fault yeah, Owen Wilson on that. Yeah, Owen Wilson's not at fault for this. Because um, it's Owen Wilson, and he's doing exactly what I expect, and I love it. I think Owen Wilson is an absolute perfect character, and I wish Loki just was written to a better standard than what we got. Uh, which is sad because I think this show had the biggest potential and they're, like I said, they're, they're fighting for no reason. So episode what three, they're running to the spaceship and suddenly they just start getting into fights while they're trying to run to the spaceship. Mm-hmm. Why? There's no reason for this fight. I mean, they're, they're, this happens throughout the entire series of they're just trying to throw shit in there to spice it up because they didn't know what the fuck to do. And they didn't want it dominated by boring dialogue, but that's all they had. So let's just throw this fight in for the fuck of it and and call it a day. I mean, there's been uh, Donnie some- says, uh, sorry for interrupting you, Smurf. Donnie says that it has been confirmed that Owen Wilson uh, has been confirmed to not say the word. Wow. No, he hasn't uh, that, is, that is true. He has not done his patented. Wow. Like we're in space, and wow, we're like going to an asteroid, and like, wow, it's like Arnold Schwarzenegger not being able to say "I'll be back," and it's really disappointing because I was looking forward to an Owen Wilson in Loki's face going, 
Wow. I'm guessing we'll get that <laughs> in the last episode of the season. I hope so. Let, let's get some. I mean, if Disney's just going to poke fun at their own properties and make feel fa- fans feel inferior for liking this, then at least give us something enjoyable. I, I'm, I'm happy with the classic Loki. Even Crocodile Loki is... That was, that was a fun surprise, to be honest. That was fun. I it's honestly thought it was a monster. Yeah, I thought it was young Loki's Gila monster or Kimono Dragon. I was like, okay, it's an actual Loki. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> it's, I'm you know, one show that's coming out by Marvel yeah. that I'm actually hopeful for, and that is What If. Oh, that looks... We saw the trailer cool. for that, and... Like, the interactions with all of these different characters... And to quote, so cool. To quote the previous Loki, glorious. That is all I got to say. It looks <laughs> glorious mm. purpose. Every, this looks great. Every story they touched on looks cool. Yes. Every, every like, we're getting Captain Britain, but it's Peggy Carter is Captain Britain, apparently. Yeah. Right. Captain Carter. Yeah. Well, it's it's they're poking fun at Captain Britain essentially and making yes, it but she introduces her. herself as Captain Carter, you know. You know or we have Killmonger saving Iron Man. Yeah, that was an interesting little one. I I was not expecting them to go to that right? story. That was a good twist. I liked that. The zombies <laughs> is what I'm looking forward to. It really feels like uh, Ultimate FF 28 when they sh- or 22. I forget which one it is when they show up. And it really has like a um, just so such a gritty, dark feel to it, like heavy metal. You know, oh, when the, the biplane is flying through and the Lochnar hits the ship and they all turn into zombies. I was just like, oh, this looks, oh. And they're giving us a zombie, a zombie Janet Van Dyne, which is interesting because does that mean that she never went into – the quantum realm or did something go wrong when she was in the quantum realm maybe she we brought the virus back yeah it's what if that's it that's what, what if. that one really intrigued me though with showing her as a, a zombie i'm like oh cool they're doing something interesting with this the way that they have everybody different connected it just yeah well even like the thor story looks fun i mean there's I, uh, they still make thor look like a moron and then yeah, T'Challa being being a Ravager. Yes. That is really cool. They they kidnap him instead of Star-Lord for and, uh, Guardians. And he so. shows like compassion that we didn't get because he, instead of just killing the dude, he's you know, helping this guy get out of the cave after he, I'm assuming beating beat his ass inside the cave. So <laughs> Uh, see, Donnie says uh, he's really hoping, uh, but knows it's futile, that the villain behind the TVA is Kang the Conqueror. That's what everyone's hoping for, and I think that is, if that's what happens, that is the big savior to the plot of this story. Yes. However, um, it, it there's a question. If it's Kang, that's good. Um, if then it's it really- the one that remains, then that's just, they basically told the comic version of this story and put Loki as the lead character. Yes. 
because it it kind of the way they hinted at it that we always survive that's that's like the one thing that we do so if we're at the end of time and if someone has already overthrown the tva and running it it almost makes sense that it is loki based on their own definition of loki's capabilities which honestly would be disappointing to me i don't want another loki to be behind this just because why exactly why but i mean everything is setting up for um the the scroll storyline secret invasion and i think i think we're going to see that come to fruition as far as like how we were getting hints for the infinity gauntlet i think we're going to start seeing more and more hints for secret invasion i I don't know how it can't be kang that's the only thing because they are giving us so much kang well with time travel and all of the eggs and everything it does play directly into him and like i said a good alternate of course is the high evolutionary especially if they're going to try and start pulling in more celestials and they're going to end up doing the connecting it to guardians because we know we're going to be getting some part some, of that storyline yeah, supposedly so something for adam warlock yeah and feige does say everything from wandavision going forward is canon mm-hmm. so this will directly impact but i mean you don't have to watch these shows no, to be able to enjoy the movies but no. the shows are going to impact what's happening in the universe. Yeah. You're not going to miss anything. Well, you're going to miss genuinely good storytelling on a couple of In parts. some cases. Yeah. Like, even, yeah. honestly, even Falcon and Winter Soldier, from beginning to end of the series, was a pretty cool story. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think WandaVision was better, but yeah, WandaVision- I think that falcon and winter soldier you definitely expanded on characters that we really needed them to to show us more well and i'm wondering if the issue i think the issue that you're running to into smurvin this is kind of the same one that i've had a couple times with it loki isn't necessarily about loki no he's, he's about Loki and all these different multiverse versions of loki the story is really about the multiverse Yes. Story we're not getting about what's happening with the timeline across the multiverse because what we're getting next is everything that spins out of that. Mm-hmm. Of this either expansion or collapsing of the multiverse. So, and I think that I understand where you're, you're kind of running into that. And I, I've had that happen a couple of times too. I'm like, this isn't really about Loki. No it's 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 a horrible vehicle and it it's a waste of a a solid character that they could have used any number of ways and if it is loki versus the multiverse then why didn't we get more than just loki's i would love to have seen a couple of different thors um i would love to have seen thunder frog i mean if we got crocodile loki i would love to have seen thunder frog we did get throg no yes he was in a jar in the and when they were dropping I, down. I thought the, that was regular Thor. That wasn't Thunderfrog. No, that there's the Thor in the jar. I'll have to go back and look. Yeah, when they're descending into yeah. and he's in the different layers in the hammer and the jar. I just thought it was a regular frog that was trying to or a regular Thor is trying to get to. It. No, that, that was frog. He was in the jar. Okay. 
They just panned through it so fast. Yeah. Set to be dissected. Yep. Well, that's probably something that unless you know what you're looking for, you don't know what it is. Well, and that's... It, probably, it was went by quick. I, I had did. to look back up because I was eating tacos, of course. And I look up and I'm like, oh, hey, it's Thor in a jar. Okay. And I went back to eating my tacos. That's how entertained I was of it. I'd did rather see... eat my tacos than watch Thor. Did you see the Thanos copter? Yes. That was actually pretty fun. <laughs> that was pretty But again, they're just poking fun at the fandom and i'm tired of that they're poking fun at the comic books and the goofiness that is the comic world sometimes and i get that yeah but but... that's part of the fandom tank like the whole reason that we all like what we like is because it's weird and abstract and often doesn't make sense yeah but i poke fun at that stuff constantly because yeah but it's one thing history is goofy as shit sometimes okay that's fair we have a podcast we are not controlling the mcu i that's true but i would probably poke fun at some shit too if i wasn't control the mcu to be honest i mean granted i'd have a spider buggy in the multiverse don't don't get me wrong there'd be a spider buggy just sitting there but at the same point (laughs) i'm i'm not making fun of the fans it's just it's just and it's they've just beaten this horse to death. This is like all they know. This is all they know how to do. Yeah. And it's frustrating. Well, hopefully it ends successfully and sends us into something interesting. Oh my god, I'm flipping a table if it's another Loki. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not going to be happy if it's all another right, Loki. Uh, so we do have another comment saying um, the MCU lost Donnie's love when Stark invented Ultron. You got to get over that one. We didn't, they, they hadn't started Hank Pym at all. Nope. We all know readers in the comic universe. We all know that it was not Tony Stark, but that was the story they were telling. We got to get past the it. The only way they could tell that there was no other to do Avengers two for the big bad. There really wasn't any other setup. Yeah. To, to do. We would have had to had Hank Pym, a younger version of Hank Pym showing up before we got to Ant-Man. Yes. Uh, Comment that we're getting is Hank Pym invented Ultron. The excuse was that the fan couldn't handle another geeky hero. I don't know if they couldn't handle it. I just don't think there was enough time. Yeah, I think it was a time thing because we got Ant-Man pretty shortly after that. I just disappointed in their choice for how they approached Ant-Man because they could have done the Captain Marvel treatment to Ant-Man easily and brought in Hank Pym and then handed it over to the con. But um, I like Scott Lang. I like I like the way they did it. They did it. And I know they kind of skipped over Hank Pym and his history and all that stuff. And I yes, I have disappointment in that. But they also they gave us a character that is okay because it's a guy that doesn't know any better and doesn't know the world that he's getting into. And to be fair, I like this Scott Lang a lot better than I do in the comic books because Scott's been like handed around from the Avengers to the Fantastic Four to trying to do his own thing. Um, I even think he was a secret defender. uh, He's never had a fair treatment in the 
And I think out of the films, I think Ant-Man and Wasp are one of the better Marvel films just because of how that, if you're going to be funny, be that funny. Yeah. All right. Put that, put that together where you've got the oddball that's trying to make sense of the science world and tries to dumb it down and fails miserably. In that same vein, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. Where it's this guy that is way out of his element, even though, you know, he seems to believe that he's a, you know, a monster inside it and can conquer anything, but he has no idea what's going on. But to get Ultron, you would have had to have had Pym as like the third or fourth film in the series so you could even establish Ant-Man. Yeah, you would have had to have him early in the first four Avengers. Yeah. As one of the founders, like he was. Yeah. But eh, I don't know. They did a decent job with it. We got vision out of it, you know. You got the payoff out of that that needed to happen, honestly. I'm so pissed we don't have a Wonder Man. I'd rather see a Wonder Man, to be honest. <laughs> well, we're probably going to get a Wonder Man. I mean, I hope. White Vision is still floating out there somewhere. Oh, God. This is true. What else we got, Bobby? All right. Uh, Masters of the Universe. <laughs> okay. I liked the original series to a certain extent it was just before i really kind of was born so i didn't get all of it initial on the initial run but i got it early enough to where i enjoyed it okay this is one of the things i'm most excited for from netflix right now because this looks like the exactly what it is the grown-up version of this story all right first off i just want to like show you guys which shirt I'm wearing right now. Yeah. Unfortunately, she has nothing to do with this story. Yeah, yeah. I know this. Nothing I'm at all. fully aware that she is being completely left out and treated like a piece of garbage and it's unfair. I don't, However, I don't, I don't think that that's the case. Yeah. That, that, isn't the, that isn't the story that we're being told, so don't no. take it personally. And we're going to. I think I am a princess of power. Okay, but I think she's off doing her own thing is what they're kind of playing with right now. She's in another like dimension or galaxy according to the story because we're picking up like from the. She is in another dimension uh, and and in on another world. Yes. So the the story is picking up from the '80s version, and it's basically the end of the war. If Eternia falls, so does the universe. Mm -hmm. Been recluse or whatever happened. I'm sure we'll get some flashbacks. Skeletor's got the castle, and it looks... And we're getting Skeletor's backstory and his ancestors. We're getting all of this information about Eternia that we didn't have before. And they're even going to be doing some of that in the prequel comic books. Yeah, I was going to say, part of that's going to be in the comic books that they're doing. Well, they've kind of already... Well, I guess it depends on which comic series you look at, because... In the comics, Skeletor is actually King Roland's brother, and he gets deformed by a spell that goes wrong, and he ends up taking the brunt of the spell that was meant for somebody else. Well, so they're doing that, the actual Revelation comic, so well, that, that's directly prequel to the series of Pinch, apparently. I'm, I'm excited to see it. I mean, Mark Hamill voicing Skeletor looks 
<laughs> looks pretty fucking cool. I, I'm I'm digging He Man right now. Like they're they're powering him up in a big bad way. It looks like as they should. Yeah, we're getting the He Man that we want. This the the guy that could conquer a world. Yes, and even Prince Adam looks a little better. He really reminds me of um, Prince Narcolepsy or whatever it was in Spaceballs. <laughs> Prince Valium. There we go, Prince Valium. Thank you. Yes, he looks. I don't know. I like Prince Prince Narcolepsy better. <laughs> he, I will say he does look more masculine than the Prince Adam of old. Well, he yes, has got. Honestly, that's not difficult. Yeah. No, because well, no, he looked like a fifteen-year-old Swedish girl in the. No, Prince Adam of old kind of looked like a drag queen that didn't quite know what they were doing yet. RuPaul, the early years? Yeah, but RuPaul would never go that level of short hair. Yeah, you're probably right. He's always, he's always got the, the RuPaul. You know, more like the the cast member that didn't make it into Wang Fu. More uh, like the person that would become the lead singer of ABBA. Dancing queen. <laughs> Sorry. Anytime I just hear it, that's immediately in my head. You know, I think but, this but, will be spectacular. I'm happy yeah. that Kevin Smith has actually finished a writing project. And I know I actually, for a fact, have heard that Kevin Smith has multiple projects that will be announced very shortly. Mm-hmm. So this is not the beginning uh, or the end of his yeah. projects. So yeah, he's, they seem to be the kind of hinted at him and uh, uh, Mark Bernard have both kind of hinted at something they may be working on together. There's that possibility. In the future, very, very soon, potentially. I did an interview with Barry McLean Jr. Uh, last week, which will be airing on my 5280 Geek Station, and he's an artist for Valiant, but now he's working for Four Color Demons, which is Kevin Smith's uh, little little brainchild. So he gave me a little on the side, low low info that he's like Kevin Smith has got some huge stuff coming. So I'm excited. Are we finally gonna get Moose Jaws? Because honestly, I want to see that movie. He didn't name specific <laughs> projects. And I don't know if I want to see Moose Jaws, but uh, I do. just because why the hell not? I mean, we had to go. He has a bad enough rep as it is. They don't need to add Moose Jaws to it. Well, we had to go through Tusk. All right. I want to see Moose Jaws now. (laughs) But Kevin Smith has got a lot of stuff coming. So this, I think, is just the warm up pitch for what we got coming. Well, and this was him directing something that he didn't make. This is someone else's creative view and him putting him making it come to fruition. And, and it doing it successfully, it looks like. Yes. And so we are going to be getting the Eternians back in the spotlight, you know, as the article is, um, you know, using that as the catchphrase on July 23rd. Yep. yep. Couple weeks. So, Came yeah, out. just around the corner. I believe that's the same weekend. Well, uh, I believe is right has. after the release is right before um, the Savannah MegaCon that I will be at. Well, and the review, the release is split, isn't it? Like they're doing the first half 
And then the second half is coming in August or something like that? I don't know for sure on that. I remember hearing something about it. I don't know if that was what I thought it was. Yeah. um, The comic books should be out before this. Well, they, I believe the first one comes out this week or next week. I think it's next week. I'm going to put in my order with Knox Nostalgic Collectibles, Talk to Tank, uh, (laughs) to get me one of those. Of course. I I think it's actually Free Comic Book Day gives us a sneak peek on it. If I remember. Yeah, we're getting a zero for Comic Book Day, I believe. Yeah, so I think that'll be your first peek at it, and then it follows up after that with an ongoing series. But Free Comic Book Day in a couple weeks will be your first yeah. look at it. But yeah, putting in an order now with with, with my favoriteest brother-in-law in the whole world. <laughs> oh my God, you guys want free comics. <laughs> I just want all the comic books. He keeps me well stocked in Wonder Woman. Oh, don't even get me started on that. Part. Well, I because that is not on the agenda for the night. Probably a good idea. Yeah, you didn't like where it went, huh? Ooh, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> all right. Let's talk about something that probably won't make Smurf's head explode, but if it does, you know, at least we caught it on film. And that is the movie Red Notice that's coming to Netflix in November, starring Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. This so is we the sexiest movie at- ever. Hmm? This is the sexiest movie of all time. There's something in this for everybody. Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll tickle your pickle no matter yeah, what They're saying it is Netflix's biggest movie ever. Well, probably one they spent the most money on. Well, is with this true? cast, yeah. I don't know. Stranger Things has got to have a pretty decent freaking budget. Yeah, but that's for a season. Yeah, but that's a series. A All right. All right. You're right. You're right. All right. I'm fine. I, I'm excited to see this. Gal de Gadot mm-hmm. was freaking hot as hell. I mean, even Ryan Reynolds has gotten some of the Canadian off of him and is looking rather dapper. And then you got The Rock, who, <laughs> who's always The Rock. I mean, how does that man not look good in a fucking suit? I mean, come on. Oh, he looks so sexy in a tuxedo. Doesn't he? Holy and shit. And that red dress that they have Gal Gadot in for a couple yeah. of the images. I want that dress. Yeah. I'm with you. I, I'm excited to see this. I don't know. I don't know anything about this film. I'm going to be All right, completely. So I'll perfect. give you the brief rundown from what we know so far. It is totally an action transfer. movie. Okay. And, I got that. Uh, we are dealing with an FBI profiler, the world's most wanted art thief, and the greatest con man the world has ever seen. Heist movie. I'm fine with that. I like a good heist film. So right? it's a question. Of and which they team up together. Okay. So who's who's who? FBI agent is uh, The Rock. Wayne Johnson. Yeah. Really? Uh, I'm going to go with Gal. I was art? hoping Gal. Was nope. The she's FBI. the world's most wanted art thief. Yeah, she's the art thief. And then Con Man is obviously Ryan Reynolds. That's just. No. That's it, casting. That's exactly that's what that casting. is. <laughs> typecasting come on guys 
God. That is the most perfectly typecasted cast ever. That's what that That's is. The most disappointing I've heard tonight. Come on. That's too obvious. Uh, you typecasting sons of bitches. Seriously. It would be awesome if The Rock was the, the art thief. <laughs> that would see. That would be funny. That would be great. He's the most successful art thief, and he's a fucking size of a, a house. Giant. I mean, yes. Exactly. Come on. Big six three hundred pound art thief. <laughs> be perfect. And it, and he just does it all with misdirection, and he's just like super quick. I mean, come on. You know, he just perfect. makes his tech stance, and then the museums hand them their art. That's well, right. Has he already been an FBI agent, though. He does the smolder, and it's all good. Well, we already had Ryan's, Ryan Reynolds as an FBI agent. Smoking aces. Yeah. And we don't need to see it again. No, we don't. In fact, <laughs> well, we have Reynolds as a uh, con man, which I think is going to be a good thing. Well, he'd be a good con man, yeah. You, we'll get to see him put on all different hats and faces and voices. And- he's like 90% charisma, 10% pecs and abs actually it would have been fun if gal was either the fbi agent or the con man i think her as a con man would have been great because she totally could just cool yeah yeah but i feel like for her as a con man that would be more like heartbreakers you know or hustle kind of con man what was the one with uh um was it anne hathaway who was a con artist hustle yeah, which is basically the female version of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Correct. Which is Perfect. a good movie. It's a great movie. And they could do that. They could have her do an Ocean's 13, 10, 9. Ocean's eight. 9, I they think. Just did eight. Yeah, so it'd be 9. No, no. Ocean. No more Ocean's movies. Ocean's nine. Like, okay. Is this, am I not supposed to like the Ocean's movies? Because I like yes, you are. Yes. Yes, you are. It depends on which one you're talking about. If you like Ocean's Thirteen, we're gonna have words. Oh, I like I like Eleven through Thirteen. I I like Eight. eight, Was not great for what it was. I liked Eleven. I even liked Twelve. Thirteen was so stupid. It was was worse than Thirteen. Twelve was fucking bullshit. We're gonna have Julia Roberts play Julia Roberts. Are you fucking kidding me? That's about as good as Cars in space. No, that was okay. okay. I'm sorry, Murph. You're right. I got twelve and thirteen backwards. Thirteen was cool because it was the the one where Julia Roberts has to pretend to be Julia Roberts. Yeah, 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 that's the one that was so fucking stupid. Still, the best one was Eleven though because that was. Of course the best one was 11. That was a great movie, to be honest. It was a great movie. And even 13 with Pacino getting just one right on the chin. Uh, Just, or De Niro. No, no, it was Al Pacino. I'm right, Al Pacino. Catching the fuck Sorry, I get my casino mobsters mixed up, yo. Um. Really? (laughs) Wrong type of gangsta. No, they started the yo thing. That was a New Jersey thing. <laughs> it was a Jersey thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that that was a Jersey thing, but whatever accent Smurf was doing was not. That was that, a that was a three glass accent. I don't know what the, it was. That was Bronx turning into Brooklyn. That's what that accent was. Is that rum in that wine glass, Smurf? My inner New Yorker. Yikes! Boy, <laughs> 
Yoy. No. <laughs> so yeah, if you if you like twelve, we've got problems. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't that, that's the it. shit one. I didn't mind it, but that's just because Brad Pitt made me laugh in that movie. So you I was never really a Brad Pitt fan until Ocean's Eleven. And I really enjoyed him in that movie. Uh, that one. And what's the one with Robert Redford? Where there's spies. Spy game. Uh, really? Uh, you didn't where like the it's curious... like Operation Dinner Out. Right. You didn't like the Curious Case of Benjamin Button? No. I love that film. I, I don't dislike that film. It's just I wasn't ever a Brad Pitt fan. It wasn't like, oh my God, it's Brad Pitt. What about Fight Club? That was a pretty badass Brad Pitt. Again, I'm not... Brad Pitt was never my Tom Cruise. I just didn't love him the way other women loved him. Well, I don't even love him that way, but he makes me laugh. That's what I... the, The weird thing about Brad Pitt is he has that weird, dry humor about him that, whether it's on purpose or not, is funny. Mm. you know but he's trying to be serious he comes off kind of dry goofy humor to him sometimes and i do love him in moneyball moneyball is really yeah that was awesome though yeah he's he's a good actor i just never thought of him as like hey until you know oceans 11 where he's like all with the suit and the the cuffs and you see his forearms i have a thing for forearms and he's eating through the entire film. Yes. There is never oh. a scene where he does not have something in his mouth. Unfortunately, none of that is me. All three films. He's eating through uh, most of his films, honestly. Let's let's be real here. That his his acting choice in most movies is to be eating something. Hey. Well, it gives him something to do with his hands. Again, sure. unfortunately, that's not me. <laughs> As it was, speaking of Tom Cruise, we're sitting in the studio setting stuff up. And, of course, who I'm working with has to continually play the new Top Gun trailer on Permaloop. (laughs) Just to piss you off? Fucking hell, yes. Seriously? Well, whichever one of your, your business cohorts that was, please give them my love. And tell them that I now owe another bottle of wine to the studio. Fucking hell. I was so pissed. I got nothing to do. I got kids in the freaking office and I can't cuss. So I'm just... <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Just because there are children in the office doesn't mean you can't cuss. I know, but I'm trying to be respectful for their, my, my, my children. I fucking That's cuss. fair. I mean, in fairness, I have no children and I still swear around children. I mean, I tried, but I have I two Kang's children and I swear constantly because <laughs> I don't want to introduce a word. Now, granted, we were driving around one day and I did I did drop an F bomb and she's all like, I've heard that one before. <laughs> I laughed my ass off for about 10 minutes on that. Hank's <laughs> oldest, you know, has quite the uh, the mouth on her, but it's one of those things where as long as she uses the words in the correct context and knows their definition, you know, Hard and to hold she's allowed to use them. I, I, I have told her from as early as I can think that 
you can say whatever word you want as long as you're not trying to purposely hurt anybody. So no racial, no none of that bullcrap. You can use the, any word you want as long as you use it in the right context. That's right. That's why everyone's a fucker. Yeah, there's no such thing as bad language. There's bad intention. That's it. True story. I mean, but, you know, it, you know what? Hit, hit, Tank's youngest, not so much with the swearing at this point. No, she just headbutts people. <laughs> yeah, she's she much more physical. Better. But his oldest, when uh, when she was, uh, you know, two or three, you know, people would try to baby talk her, like at the grocery store. She'd be like, oh. "Shut the fuck up." I don't think she ever said "shut the fuck up." She did call someone an asshole while we were in the produce section, though. Because well, she has talk. told people to put their fucking masks on. I am aware of that. <laughs> I applaud your child rearing, Tank. The, the first time she ever swore was when she was two years old at the grocery store and someone came up and started babying talking her while she was enjoying her snack. And she looked up from her snack and said, asshole. And then looked down <laughs> and continued her snack. <laughs> and, that person, and she looked at me, the, the person she had spoken to looked at me like I did something wrong. And I'm like, well, she doesn't like when people baby talk her. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk down to me, asshole. I'm, I, I got things to do. I got Fruit Loops to eat, motherfucker. <laughs> Actually, pretty sure it was a banana, but it was a banana. Yes. Ah, oh, banana. She was a fan of biting the banana in the middle and yeah. then peeling it from the middle. Yes. All right. All right. But enough stories about my incredible niece. Uh, let's go over to. Uh, the King's Man. I've gotten a little more information out about it. Do you have a date? I am jumping to that right now. Because as much as I love the first two films, and I like the idea of doing a prequel to explain how the whole organization came into existence, um, I'm afraid that this film may may have missed them it's good point i don't i don't know i'm I, I still want to see this film just like the james bond film i think both of these films are going to suffer just because of the delay it's been so freaking long yeah well we do have a date for it and oh, that is december 22nd oh my god that's a ballsy date to take yeah Wow. So yeah, it's hitting theaters December 22nd. Uh, it looks like this one is not scheduled to be on any streaming platforms. Okay. Oh, that's, that's an aggressive move. I don't know if that was a smart move by them. A week of Christmas? Mm-hmm. So uh, it takes place um, during World War One. Yeah. World War One or World War Two? One. One. During the First World War. Okay. And it shows basically how the King's Men uh, organization comes to be. Yeah. Which I'm I'm cool for. I'm I'm excited to see. You know, what interests me about the uh, the latest um, you know set of clips that they've released, it's not really a full trailer. Uh, and that is 
this special look that we got, it's showing you how they're taking footage from the original two movies uh, and really just superimposing, for lack of a better term, uh, this new movie onto them. So like you're walking through the same corridor, you know, okay. or the, uh, the fight in the bar with the umbrella, right? You're going to see something like that, but it's with a cane. Cool. You know, and so it looks like it's going to be a really amazing film. I mean, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, but I did really enjoy both of the films. The second one a little less so than the first. You know, uh, it has action and it has the, the spy movie thriller aspect of it. So... You know, and obviously it doesn't have any of the original actors in it because this takes place so much before, you know, when we actually jump into yeah, uh, the like first movie. Almost a hundred, almost a hundred years. <laughs> so, but it's instead more- of um, us trying to see, you know, uh, the actors from before, we're getting the same scene or same settings as before. Right. Familiar settings, familiar. Yeah. So, like, it's going to be, um, you know, the the suit shop. You know, right. is there, and the the mansion in which, you know, they're all there together. No, I mean, I mean, it'll be cool to see how they pull the namesakes. You know, doing the Knights of the Round Table and building off of that lore to to create the the whole picturesque characters and all that. So. I, I'm I'm excited to have them expand on the lore. So, yeah, I'm, inter- I'm interested. I think it was an aggressive decision to release it the week of Christmas. But... Christmas, yeah, that's a bit yikes. But I mean, maybe everyone's going to be tired of spending time with their families, and this makes absolute perfect sense for Christmas. Well, in fairness, we've been spending time with our immediate families for the last Long year and a half. <laughs> So, I mean, the holidays are just going to force us to deal with them even more than we have over the last, you know, quarantine year. That's right. You're either but, uh, yeah, it's, it's not being released on any streaming services. And I, I'm going to, I'm going to wager a good guess. We're going to see more of that happening in 2022. Absolutely. I think that we'll see a lot of that in 2022. I'm just surprised that we're seeing that this year. But yeah. that's what it's at right now. Who knows? They may make a deal with the streaming service, depending on whether or not we go back into any form of quarantine or any new strains or anything else like that. Well, it's 20th Century Studios. So that would be a Disney decision. Yep. Well, I'm surprised actually Bill and Ted are already on Hulu for free. If you have Hulu. I'm not. I'm not. That makes sense. I'm not surprised about that at all. I figured I figured that would not have gone to Hulu as quickly. I was hoping. But yeah, it's there. I was like, oh look. Bill and Ted, bad choices. Yeah, I'll keep going. <laughs> So another movie that um, we've gotten some information out just recently, 
and a new trailer, and that is the Gollum film, Lord of the Rings Gollum. You know, it was a release date set, originally set for this year, but it looks like that's getting all pushed out and is now going to happen sometime next year. Okay. Why? If I'm being 100% honest about this, does this not just seem like a filler movie? This feels like a cash grab. It's not even a filler film. What are they going to fill? We saw the whole fucking story. That's what I'm saying. Like It seems like they're trying to jam this story together with an unnecessary story. Yes. Yes. This is a cash grab. This is plain, simple cash grab. Let's exploit the poor Lord of the Rings people who don't have any more films to look forward to, and we'll just put this in there. And I'm not saying it doesn't look good. It's it's beautifully done from what they've released so far. It looks nice, but I don't understand the point of it. Oh, I understand the point of it. It's the point of separating you with more money. Uh, it's the point <laughs> of doing more merchandising. Uh, it's Spaceballs to the quest for more money. That is all this is. <laughs> This just pisses me off. <laughs> Did I say I'm pissed off yet? I'm pissed off. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't. Do you have any strong feelings over there, Bobby? <laughs> None whatsoever. I got an empty glass is what I got. I got no strong feelings. Uh, of course, Murph. Empty glass. How about- problem, what gets problem- me is there are so many different things in the Tolkien universe that could be made into films. And this, this is what they grab. It is just being pulled out of the ether, right? Like Tolkien never wrote a book about Gollum. He yeah, wrote he a did. small. He did. It's called The Hobbit. Fraction of a backstory. <laughs> yeah, that book isn't about him. True story. Am I wrong that Gollum is not a kind of a part of that story? He's an important part of that story. Okay. But we don't get into the Smeagol Gollum, you know, like Tolkien didn't think it was worth the time to write an entire book about this. And we should have respected that man's beliefs in that regard. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you don't you don't have to tell every story. I just put it that way. No. Sometimes you just don't make up stories for the sake of fucking making them up. God damn it. There's so many other Tolkien things you could do. So many. Well, and and you don't have to do Tolkien either. I mean, it's a fantasy movie. what, What I'm saying, Tank, is if they were going to stick with Tolkien, right? If they were going to make Spaceballs 2 the quest for more money, (laughs) there are other Tolkien sources they could pull from instead of piecemealing this story together and then making up a bunch of shit. Okay, well, and and then the same vein of just making shit up, wouldn't you have made a lot more money if you just kind of made some sort of sex adventure with elves? They could do a whole series on the fucking elves. <laughs> Dwar- dwarves on elves porn? That'd be great. You know, I mean, as it is, this movie is supposed to be talking about the orc riddled lands, shadows of Mordor, 
you know, and then Gollum's split personality with Smeagol. Oh, Hobbit. Yeah. It's exactly what that is. It's the Hobbit. It's the end of the ho- it's the epilogue to the Hobbit that we never wanted. Yes. <laughs> that that what is that? 2 minutes that you got in the Hobbit is yeah. now being turned into a feature-length film. Well, I mean they did stretch the Hobbit into three books, three movies. Yeah. So that's not a surprise that they decided to stretch the end of that movie into an additional movie. You know, in fairness to you know Peter Jackson and The Hobbit and whatever, the animated version from the late 80s is the best version of that film. Wait, is he part of this, by the way? I didn't look into it. Is, he, is this his brainchild? Uh, so, no, it doesn't look like he's going to be a part of this. Okay, so I don't have to make a trip to New Zealand to often. Gotcha. I'm gonna go. I got. So I it's supposed to be in conjunction with the uh, Peter Jackson films, but it looks like he is not actually being a part of this. Is it still a circus? So do. They're doing it in conjunction with the video game. Of course they are. There's the there's the movie. Um there's the- with da, da, da. That's their buy-in. That's all they're trying to do. They're trying to push people to the fucking video game. Yep. yep. Alright, never mind. Say no more. What else you got, Bobby? <laughs> Alright, so moving on from the money grab. All right, let me just mark that off our list. Hashtag money grab. (laughs) Right down here on my little notes for when we publish this up for those who are not watching us on live stream. Uh, We're going to jump over to my favorite thing in the world, and that is Broadway news. So for those of you who have been living under a rock Uh, which is probably a lot of people because, you know, pandemic and all. Uh, Broadway had to turn its lights off during the pandemic, which is really one of the saddest things that happened, I think, during all of, you know, COVID. Um, The deaths, obviously, also big sad. I was going to say deaths, homelessness, poverty. Yeah, I mean, but (laughs) the Broadway shutting its lights off, that's when I started crying. (laughs) Unemployment. Yeah, yeah, but we're focused on the important stuff, Take They canceled football for a little bit. You know, kids having to be homeschooled, people losing their homes, people losing their lives and their loved ones. All of this, big sad. Why did I cry during the pandemic? Because Broadway had to turn its lights off. Because obviously, I have a big heart and I care a lot. Uh, But lights are coming back on. And uh, we're actually going to be seeing um, Wicked in concert on PBS next month. Don't get excited. It's going to suck. Um, They're adding additional songs. They're doing it with uh, pop music uh, celebrity artists. Yeah, they're and they're adding like five songs or something like that to the track list. It's no, the songs a that they're 
uh, that say are going to be included um, are from the original show. Oh, no, apparently they're adding other songs. Oh, really? I did not yeah. see that. That just makes this going to suck worse. They're, they're literally making Wicked into a concert, so it's not going to I mean, be... So when they did Les Mis as a concert edition, mm-hmm. it was fantastic. The 10th anniversary, not the 25th anniversary. But the 10th anniversary concert edition of Les Mis was done to show that the music could stand on its own. Yes. Right? Because people were saying the reason Les Mis was so uh, well-received and such a popular show was because of all of the action and the sets and the costumes and the explosions and all of this other stuff. So for the 10th anniversary of the show, uh, they did a concert edition, right? Where the actors just stand in costume at mics and sing. And that's it. That's the entire show. And it's incredibly moving and amazing. And so when I heard that there was going to be a concert edition of Wicked, I was expecting something similar. No, this one's going to blow chunks and completely suck. It has none of the original cast. The the show itself is reopening uh, at Broadway's Gershwin Theater in September. So if you want to watch it on PBS, it'll be on there uh, August 29th, uh, the Wicked in Concert. And then go and see it done well um, at the Gershwin Theater starting September 14th. So, in other Broadway news, uh, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child is coming back to Broadway. uh, And this is going to premiere in November. This is the story of Harry's youngest son, Uh, and, you know, his trip to Hogwarts and deals with Voldemort's child and the whole bit, and it's a whole big thing. It's actually a two-part play. When you buy tickets, you are committing to four hours in the theater. Um, But they are saying that they have rewritten parts of the show, and it's going to be a brand-new show, so even if you've already seen it, it's going to be like seeing a new show. And that's coming back to New York uh, at the Lyric Theater in mid-November. Staying on the Broadway train, because this is something that makes me really happy. Um, Company, which uh, has been around since the dawn of Broadway, um, starting with, well, maybe not that long, but with Patti LuPone, uh, was rewritten or remastered, technically, uh, a couple of years ago to make Bobby the lead character in the, sh- in the film or in the show uh, a woman. Uh, and it was a big hit in Britain and didn't have a chance to make it over to our shores because of the pandemic. But it is coming to Broadway uh, and it is going to be starring Patti Lapone and Katrina Lank. And that's going to be happening also mid-November. And then on to something that you guys will actually have insight and thoughts on. And that is Lin-Manuel Miranda 
is working on a new show. When isn't he working on a new show? Uh, and he's planning on bringing a new stage show, uh, you know, to Broadway sometime. Looks like uh, he should have something ready for us for at least previews next year. Oh, wow. That's a quick, actually. He's been working so on So apparently he's been working on it for a while. Yeah. Or at least he's had the idea. Because that means he's already had a lot of stuff in development if he's even planning a preview well, a year from now. I mean, if you think about Hamilton, he had that in previews and was doing a couple of the songs, you know, for Obama um, at one of the artists' galas. Yeah. So previewing the songs doesn't mean the show is going to be ready. You know, the no, show's that, probably another couple years out. Yeah, as I say, but that's pretty far into development if you're already getting the main parts of the story kind of written like that. So, so good for him. Those are the big Broadway news developments because, you know, yay, Broadway's back. Okay, we got we got to pacify our theater nerds. We got it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I love being a theater nerd. You know, I personally am bitexual because I act and I tech. Um, there we go. Uh, and then Fox and I were actually back on stage at the end of last month doing burlesque. And it's so nice to be back on stage and in front of an audience. So there's just something incredible about theater being in the audience or being on the stage. True. So. Can't wait. All right. But that is it for our agenda for the night. That kind of does it. Do we have any other questions? Um, the only other comment that we had come in while I was on my lovely tirade about the theater uh, was uh, one of our viewers, Mark, was saying that he shouldn't be uh, listening to our podcast yet because he's waiting for all of the uh, Marvel series to be completely done so he can watch them all at once. Oof. Mark, we are seriously disappointed in you. You should at least do it series by series so you don't get any spoilers. We apologize. And on that bombshell, we shall say goodnight. <laughs> You can watch the rest of your series this week as the final episode of Oki airs. Who knows how it'll be, good, bad, probably somewhere in the middle, and it won't be a happy jelly sandwich. But in the meantime, run fast, laugh hard, and always be kind.